Welcome to Midnight Marketing. My name is Hannah Mitria. Within six months of getting my first marketing position, I took over half of our largest clients. And within two years, I took over them all and led a small team of marketers. Each week, I'm going to bring you an entrepreneur just like you. I will talk to business owners starting from ground zero to entrepreneurs getting ready to launch the next phase of their business. These are real marketing conversations to help you grow your business and see that there are so many business owners going through the same challenges as you. I'm excited to have you listening in today. Now, let the conversation begin. I know you have the podcast, Living with Audacity, and so how did that come about? So why did you get started? A couple years ago, I started doing a lot of personal development and honestly, I worked so far away from home and I was just looking for books and podcasts and things like that to listen to. And I, you know, started listening to a lot of motivational stuff. I found the four hour work week and Mm -hmm. I found a book by David Bach, which the automatic millionaire. And so Mm -hmm. I was listening to those things and I loved them and I just kept looking for more and Rachel Hollis just kept popping up, popping up, popping up on my, you know, Facebook ads and audible ads and all this stuff. So I finally just broke down. I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this book. I've heard so much about it. Mm -hmm. I listened to the book and I loved it so much. And you know, I kind of incorporated her message of go out and do the things that you want to do and dream big with mm-hmm. my own tendency to not care what other people think and really just be bold and audacious to begin with. And I was like, man, I love, I love this. For some reason, live with audacity just struck me one day. And I was like, I love that. I love that. I love that. And I just mm-hmm. kept sitting with it. I sat with it for probably a year. Um, and I kept trying to fit it into everything else I was doing. I was a office manager at the time when I read her book and started dreaming big. And so I decided I was going to start a business being an online business manager. And for some reason, I just couldn't get that going because I felt like it wasn't, it just wasn't quite the right fit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really good at that stuff, but I just wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I was. Uh And so I kept trying to weave live with audacity into that. And finally, I just one day I was, um, I was jogging and it just hit me that the live with audacity brand is something that I would be willing to spend, you know, 10 plus years on and Uh be willing to do and get that message out there. Even if I never made a dollar from it. I, I want to teach women that you can do anything you, anything you want to do with your unique gifts, skills, and talents. You just have to figure out what those are and do enough personal development and healing to, to realize that you're worthy of doing that. So that was my message. And I was like, I'm just going to do that. So, so from that day on, that's all I focused on is getting the podcast up and start getting to talk to women and hear their stories. That's fantastic. Women and men. Women and men. Yeah. Yeah. I think that as a generalization, men had the opportunity to be more inspired and there's a lot more men out there that are motivational speakers and Mm -hmm. you know inspiring people and they're just born with this innate thing of not really caring what other people think Mm -hmm. most of the time and they just go out and they you know talk a big game and like (laughs) that's just their thing like like I think I don't know if they're taught that 
high school or like what, but, but it just comes so naturally to them. For us, we're taught, you know, be meek, mild, be seen, not heard and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And so I think right now we're in a women's revolution of Mm -hmm. us learning to use our voice for helping other women and helping women earlier figure out that they are worthy and things Mm -hmm. like that. I think, like I said, most men are naturally born with that and we are not typically. So no, no, I, t- yeah, that's, I think that's why I focus so much on women. And it sounds so exciting to live with audacity and just seeing those stories. You talked earlier about, before we even got started, how there is a path that you're also leaning towards. Talk to me about that. What is the, the next step you see with live with audacity? People keep asking me, how are you going to monetize this? How mm-hmm. are you going to make money? You know, I've been in a season of personal discovery, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where it's headed. And sometimes I feel a little rushed and I'm excited and I want to move toward that direction, Mm -hmm. but I just, you know, kept kind of holding out and waiting for inspiration and things like that. And so the other day I was, I sat down and I just started journaling because I felt like I had a bunch of stuff in my head Mm -hmm. that wasn't making any sense. And so Mm -hmm. I just dumped it all out on the paper and a Christian mindset coach kind of popped out. Um, Mm -hmm. I love God and you know I'm super faithful and learning to be stronger in my faith mm-hmm. and but I'm also so into the woo <laughs> as they say and <laughs> in mindset and manifestation and things like that so just really kind of combining the woo and my faith and science and all blending them together to help women break through and mm-hmm. and really get to that other side of man I am worthy. And I, and I do have so much to offer. And, you know, the Bible tells us we are supposed to use our gifts to serve others. So that's, that's where I think I'm headed. Mm -hmm. Awesome. No, that sounds exciting. Just kind of, and it with podcasting, it definitely makes a lot of sense to go into the coaching or consulting because people are hearing you. So after they start hearing you, they're going to want to talk to you more. And so having that, you know, that path for somebody to be able to talk to you more definitely is beneficial. And I think it's it's a good path and a good transition. And if something that aligns with all your different strengths, I think that alone is going to help you excel it very quickly to be able to do yeah. that. So I, I hope so. I feel like that's the direction that I'm being, I'm being guided in. So mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm hearing correctly. <laughs> well, let's see. So I know you want to do, you know, you're kind of looking at that path of the Christian mindset coaching, and then you have the live with audacity. What are some goals that you have for the podcast with your coaching or do you like, cause you talked about like a lot of people are asking like, how are you going to monetize? And everybody, I think that's a big thing. Like, Oh, you're doing this. How are you going to get paid for it? But at the same time, I totally understand that you're like, I want to actually give. So that's why I'm doing the podcast. Um, But do you have goals where you do want to be able to monetize it? Yeah. I mean, I do. I think the one-on-one just kind of popped out, like I said, recently, but before that, the goal was speaking possibly a shop of Live With Audacity branded stuff, Mm -hmm. um, shirts and things like that. Speaking is, I'm really interested in just because I feel like that's a big scary monster I want to tackle. And I know that that can grow me as a podcaster and even just as a quick coach, I hate that word. (laughs) Um, I think that would propel me the most is Mm -hmm. is speaking. Yeah. I'd love to write a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very cool. Lots of things. 
All right. So we have coaching, speaking, possibly a store, a book. And if you don't like the word coaching, one word that just popped to my head is you could be like a guide, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I was um, leaning toward too. So uh-huh. I, I actually looked up synonyms for coach the other day. So <laughs> yeah. um, I liked guide a, a lot or mentor, something along those lines. Yeah, just so something that fits with the, the little with audacity kind of tone there. Has there been any marketing that you've currently done for it? Only, I did a big push on social media for the launch, and then I will post each episode on my Facebook and Instagram and things like that, but I have been thinking a lot about it lately, and I think I really need to start using Pinterest or Mm -hmm. something like that to grow it faster. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not reaching that many people right now just using Facebook and Instagram. So I need to boost my efforts yeah. <laughs> in advertising it. Definitely. Um, do you do any paid advertising on the Facebook and Instagram or just, no. just posting it right now? Yeah. What do you think your audience size is right now? Um, I think I looked yesterday and it was, I think I've had a little over a thousand downloads with the last 10 episodes, huh? but it's been kind of trailing off. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sitting in the 30s and 40s right now per episode the last two episodes okay so i don't really know what the size is i'm i'm thinking 40ish right now right. which stinks cuz at the beginning it was like it had so many listens like almost 200 an episode oh. for those first 3 oh awesome. uh, yeah so yeah sometimes people listen to the beginning and then they slowly catch up even so mm-hmm. I would I'll look at that has there been anything you did that you kind of were like oh I really expected more out of this you just didn't see it I mean because I've only posted on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. I mean yeah I kind of expected more out of those but I guess because the way Facebook and Instagram work and yeah. hiding your posts and things like that I mean I don't really know what I expected actually mm-hmm. I, I expected more but when I really think about it like why? Why did I expect more? I should have. I should have known what to expect. Yeah. No. No. I think it's fair to not really have too big of expectations for it, so that when you you see it, you're not as disappointed that maybe this didn't happen or that didn't happen. Like you know, what's a Facebook and Instagram just posting there? Like I was saying, it's good not to have like super big expectations because Facebook algorithms are crazy Terrible. at this point, and yeah. we're we're lucky if we see anyone there. Do you have a Facebook business page that you're posting them on? I mean, I have a Facebook business page. No, I'm not posting them there. Okay. So uh, you're posting them on personal page, right? <laughs> yeah. Personal page. Yeah. All right. How many people like are you friends with on your regular Facebook page then? Well over a thousand. Okay. Well, I went to Rachel's conference in uh-huh. July. Okay. And so there's tons of those women that we've connected with and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, pretty much at this point. Anyone who's sending me a friend request gets added. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's how they do recommend that. Cause that's the best like free advertising in a way is to get people to friend you. Um, one thing I would recommend with that. So you're posting on them. Have you ever like gone live to say that, you know, a new episode just released and maybe chat, talk about it just a tiny bit. Nope. Okay. That's what I would recommend. Um, okay. That'd be the first thing because when you go live on Facebook, you um, most of your friends get notified that you're live. So, um, and that's why is because that's the only thing you can do for free still. And, you know, by the time tomorrow it could change, but still (laughs) that you can go live on your Facebook and you're going to be notified that, you know, I just went live to everybody. Okay. 
Yep. So I could do that on Facebook and Instagram, right? What I would do is make it live and then make it your story. Right. Okay. Have you done anything with stories yet? Usually I'll share the Instagram posts to mm-hmm. stories. Okay. Just well, to yeah. make sure that they see it. Look at what Rachel um, Hollis does. I think she has one of the best stories for podcasts ever. It, I think so too. It's kind of, it's just like, it gives you this little clip of what you're to expect. And then you keep swiping. You can keep finding which one, like which thing you want to listen to. And it's like, she tells a story in her story about her podcast and then makes yeah. you want to go listen to it. So, yeah. Um, so I would look at, and then what I recommend a lot of people to do is I know it's a lot of content that you're trying to create. So and if you look at Rachel Hollis's, it's uh, one template that she uses, I think, every single day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So she's not out there going and creating a new wheel every single day. So find a template that fits with living with audacity for you and make that the one that you're always using. So each week when you have a new episode launch, you kind of just have this this template that you're going to go through where the first one's an image of you and the guest maybe the next one's a quote from the thing and the next one's telling you about it. And then the last one is the episode and where you can listen to it. You know what okay. I mean? Something like I that. I love that. Yeah. I All think right. people see it and so they click it because stories is another thing that you write up at the top is, you know, you're either in the top or in the middle. And I feel like, like I've been scrolling through Facebook more than I should be lately. And like, I keep clicking on people's stories because I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. They're doing stories. And to me, it's yeah. kind of like, I'm impressed that they're doing them and I'm not. You know? So well, and you feel like you're on, you're like with them, you're hanging yeah. out with them. Yep. Right. That makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know, that's one thing that I have realized lately is I've been trying to look at things from my point of view, as far as like a consumer, mm-hmm. because we always look at it as, you know, an influencer or whatever standpoint but if I look at it from a consumer standpoint and what I like and what I do mm-hmm. then I can say oh I I like looking at stories but why do I like looking at stories so it helps me get yeah. out of my head about posting them mm-hmm. which I haven't done lately but um yeah it ha- really helps to yeah. to go oh I like this because this mm-hmm. so that's probably what they resonate with too so I need to just get out of my own way <laughs> yeah like I don't think I've ever seen like a person's live where I'm like why did that person go live that was ridiculous it's always like oh you were brave enough to go live and it's kind of neat yeah. seeing what you're doing um, yeah. I think and the same with stories so definitely I would look at both of those that way you can start getting in front of people so that's going to help you with that viewership maybe to get them you know oh wait she's doing a podcast I didn't even know about this you know and especially because even there's so many podcasts out there now. So even if somebody sees like, hey, this person's doing a podcast, they're going to need to know why they should be listening to it. And through right. your story, you're able to tell that as to why they should be there. So, um, okay. So that's like one. That. Yeah. Real quick. So we said um, in the stories, do like a pic and then like a quote card mm-hmm. or something like that. And then maybe a clip. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, what I had recommended was like uh, maybe the, like a picture of you and your guest. Um, then the next one was like a quote from the podcast. Or okay. something like that. So, and you could do a clip out of it if you wanted to do the audiograms. I see those really popular. So you could do either quote or audiogram for it. Um, then I would kind of give them maybe a brief summary of what they're going to expect. Like the why, like why you should listen to this episode, what they're going to take away from it. 
and then okay. you want to have links back to to where they can listen. So if it's on Spotify, if it's on iTunes, if it's or I guess it's Apple Podcast now, all those different places, you want to have like image the logo for them. Right okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I like it. So yeah, I think you can just put like in the comments or. You know, if you put the link, like name of the podcast and where they should go, they should be able to figure out how to get there. Okay. Yep. But um, definitely do that. And then on top of that, you do a live that you post into your story. So after you go live, it goes to your story as well. And it's kind of a part of that, you know. Oh, I love that. So really, I could do my live as my summary Mm -hmm. and then just add that in. Yeah. Then you can add the little pieces in. Yep. So they see you go live and they start seeing all these little pieces of the podcast. So they're like, okay, let's go check what live without acidity is. And they go there. I love that. Okay, perfect. That's actually great advice. I mean, not that I'm surprised by that, but you know what I mean? Like, I wish I would have thought of that. (laughs) It's okay. Sometimes I'm surprised I give good advice. (laughs) Like, yes, I did it. um, Then another thing, I know you talked about a book briefly, and I'd actually had that on my list of like possible things you could do because I was like looking and a lot of, especially coaches, they have a book. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guide or a mentor, most people have a book before they get there. Like Rachel Hollis, we all read Girl, Wash Your Face or Girl, Stop Apologizing. Before. And that's how we found her. That's or that's how, how I found her. her. Yeah, definitely. That's how I found her too. And I think a lot of people, it's that same trend. So I think a book is super impactful for both the podcast and for you being able to go to that, the coaching or mentorship side of it. And what I was thinking, what you could do even, because, you know, sitting down and writing a whole book is definitely a feat. <laughs> to be like I have it on my one of the things I want to do is write a best-selling book and I'm like I specifically don't say where because I'm like it can be best-selling on Amazon for a day it can be best-selling <laughs> on the newspaper for a day. <laughs> just best-selling I don't care where just best-selling yeah in, <laughs> my book is best-selling book in Roseburg Texas <laughs> yeah anywhere I need to be best-selling anyway um, but one way that I was thinking specifically for you because you're telling all these stories with all these like people that live with audacity of these women these men maybe you could actually take their stories so each one of them and write a two or three page like blog post about their story and then turn that into the book of you know live with audacity read the stories of who've done I love that so that's I love I, that so much yeah awesome <laughs> that's what I was thinking just to get a book out there and I think that would come back to helping you be able to have that store too because then you you know you could either sell it or give it you could sell the audio version maybe of it of something like that oh, and then that give part of it away for free especially at the beginning you have to give the the book away to get it out there and then later on as you keep doing more books and keep collecting these stories of all these people that live with audacity there is one book i think it's called outrageous marketing and i'm pretty sure it is just a collection of stories of people that have done outrageous marketing oh i love that kind of get the idea and so it's kind of that same method it's not you telling this brand new story but it's telling multiple different stories throughout the book so they can get that inspiration I love that so much and then and then from there there's a whole other marketing path that we can always talk about later okay <laughs> get yeah it, you know I it's I'm so glad that you said that I, I write down in my journal every day I wrote the best-selling book live with audacity <laughs> yeah and I kept hovering on it and it's just been you know percolating uh-huh. and trying to figure out like I have 
tons of stories of my own of overcoming and, you know, living with audacity through different Mm -hmm. things. But it felt like, obviously, the common thread is living with audacity, but I couldn't quite figure out how to make it to where it's not like, I don't know, just like a brag session of look what I did, you know, so I actually really love that more because I can put a couple of my own stories in there. And I love that so much. So yeah, I love that. That's, That's awesome. Awesome. That's well, great I'm, excited. I'm excited to see it then. <laughs> so, when I get out there and goes there. And then, so with another one, I'm going to go back to your goals of being able to speak. So you want to get to speaking. And I think everything that we're talking about will funnel back into coaching because once you start doing these things, people are going to be like, Hey, I want to like, do you do coaching? They're going to ask. And I think that's the best way to start any business is when somebody asks for it. And I think you're definitely going to get people asking at that point. And you can even have like something on your website, like, Hey, let's chat, contact me, a free strategy session, just to kind of like start feeling it out for what people are mm-hmm. looking for. But what I was thinking for speaking, I know on your website, you have like, you know, be booked as a guest. And I just talked to somebody about this the other day, but do you have anything like a media kit where you like say, Hey, book me as a guest or book me as your speaker? I don't. I need to have professional pictures taken. Yeah. And then, cause I just do. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to put something together like that. I, I wanted to kind of get a couple speaking, good speaking engagements under my belt before mm-hmm. I really created one of those. That way, you know, I have a picture of me speaking, but also I have topics that I can say I have spoken on this. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Tell me if I'm headed in the right direction or if I should kind of jump the gun and see if I could put something together before that. I think a little bit of both. Like you definitely want to get that speaking under your belt, but at the same time you want to, I think it's always good to have like even just like a simple media kit in case somebody does come looking for you. And also I think the media kit itself prepares you to do a speaking if somebody asks you to do it or when you you do it. Um, But before we get there, have you got to speak anywhere yet? Like even small networking or? I've done one small networking group. Mm -hmm. And how did you get to that one? Uh, It was my best friend. She lives in Austin and she invited me up to do it. You know, I had kind of talked to her about where, where I was headed with Mm -hmm. the business and that I mentioned that I, you know, wanted to start speaking and she was like, well, just come speak at my group. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal. So just come and do it. And I did it. And for some reason I was more nervous than I ever thought I would be. (laughs) So it was like, Um, yeah. But I think now that I didn't expect to be so nervous, but I think I was so nervous because I had never really spoken about something Mm -hmm. I was passionate about. And just, I think I got in my head too much about what, how they would perceive it. (laughs) So hopefully the next one will go a lot better. All right. I imagine you did wonderful. I think everybody that speaks is nervous, but the the idea is hopefully the other people on the other side understand that if they were in your shoes, they'd be just as nervous. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, a couple of places. And that's what I just kept telling myself afterward is that at least I did it. You know, I'm yeah. the one standing up there and I'm the one going for it. So like, yeah. like Rachel says, you know, don't give someone in the cheap seats and you know, a ticket to your, your party, but yeah. Definitely. You did it. That's the biggest thing. You did it. And you know, 
and it's over now. And I, yeah. now I can move on. <laughs> you need to learn from it. So now you know, you know, maybe what things work good, what things didn't work good. Like I did a presentation a couple weeks ago, and I realized that I gave them way too much space to write notes because nobody wrote notes. <laughs> So, I was like, okay, next time scratch the lines. So, right. But no, a couple of places that you could try to get into that whole speaking situation is, are you on Meetup right now? Like, yeah, I, I have been on there to look at events and stuff. Okay. I would actually start networking going to those events okay. because that's how I ended up speaking. Is I went to an event one time and the next time they're like, hey, would you be the next keynote at our event? And it was like a, like, what? Well, a keynote. Like, I, th- I think that's a little extreme for what it is because it was a 15 minute segment. Yeah. You know? But still, it was cool. She asked me to speak there, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of those different networking groups that have speakers, if you go there, you know, two or three times, they really are looking for other people to come in and share their stories. I think there'd be a good chance that you actually would be invited to speak through that networking right there. Another thing that you could possibly look at would be like, maybe look at colleges, go to like, you could actually search like what kind of courses align with your messaging, you know? So if oh maybe, God, I love that. So, you know, you see like, my eyeballs like, yeah, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because then most colleges post their like syllabus online. So right there you have the email of the professor and you go, Hey, this is what I love to talk about. And I see your classes is very similar. Could I guess speak? So smart. <laughs> oh my so. gosh. I love that. Awesome. And don't look at just things that like you could look at like entrepreneurial classes because those people like at the end of the day, you became an entrepreneur by building this podcast. So you could talk yeah. to them about, about that process. A lot of business classes you could actually probably go in and speak of in some way, even like you did business management. It may not be your passion, but you did it. So anyone can talk about it, you could talk about it and talk about like how you live with the audacity in it and how you tell the stories of other people that are doing that, you know? Yeah. Creating that. I think, like, I know you talk to, to women and men, but is there, like, a niche that you kind of are going after? Is it more in the, the religious side of it, maybe? Because you said Christian mindset, or do you have a different niche, maybe? I actually don't have really a niche at all other than women living with audacity. Right. <laughs> um, I've, I've had one guy on the podcast, and I reached out to him simply because I knew his story of how quickly he went into the space that he's in and mm-hmm. how quickly he grew it. And he's just so he's just so easy to talk to and, yeah. and very personable. And so I just I loved what him and his wife have done together. And so I had him on and she's going to be on here in a couple of weeks. So. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. um, so I think this what going to colleges and since you don't have a specific niche, definitely opens it up. Maybe that can even help you narrow it down as you start talking to these different classes. And I think, yeah, I think those are two great ways to kind of get in there, get that speaking started. And yeah. when you have a classroom full of people listening to you, it's a really good picture. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's so crazy. Okay. So, but um, now to go to the media kit side of it. And the reason I know that you don't have like the professional pictures or anything like that, but a couple things that I recommend in a media kit, I'm going to flip over to yesterday's because I talked to somebody about it yesterday too, is you do want to get professional pictures. So when you get them, put them in there and you create like a page on your website that's like book me to speak, or you can even put media kit, you know, so something like that. But the biggest thing is the two to three topics. 
So you want to have, you want to create like list of two to three different topics that you could speak on this. um, And I say, that's why it helps prepare you as well, because it forces you to say, Hey, these are the three things I'm really like excel at talking about. So if somebody comes to book me, they know what they're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, if they need something else and you discuss it outside of that, but also under the topics, you kind of put like, you know, what you're going to talk about in there. So maybe some more bullet points for each one, just to give, Whenever you go on a podcast or you speak somewhere, people are looking for like, you know, a specific type of thing. And so that'll help kind of have those laid out, but it helps you know what you're talking about too. Because like for me, I finished my PowerPoint one hour before I went to bed the night before I had to speak. (laughs) Um, Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So if I would have been more prepared with media kit, like I recommend other people to do, (laughs) I wouldn't have been (laughs) as nervous. Right. Yeah. I think think that was part of why I was so nervous too, is I Mm -hmm. wasn't as prepared as I know I could have been. Yeah. And so I think that that helps you. And what you can also do is like have a download for it because you want to be collecting those emails. So you can send an email every time you have a new episode. And so when you're on in the same with at the meetup or at the college have like, Hey, if you want to download my guide to how we live with the dasty, you know, something like that, go here, just put your email in and I'll send it over to you, you know? And then, then you're collecting emails because emails is a much better way than Facebook usually to get people on your podcast. But, and then also in the media kit, what you want to do is when you start speaking at places, put them in there. And so at your friends, put that in there as a speaking engagement, even though you don't may, may not have a picture or anything like that from it, ask her for a testimonial as to why she put, picked you to speak and like how to speak the event went. So you okay. can go on the website, like, Hey, I spoke here. This is what the event host recommends, or, you know, this is her testimonial underneath of it. And then how you'll promote it. That was the last thing. So you want to like tell them like leave off numbers of like, you know, I have this big of an audience until you have this big of an audience. (laughs) But but say like, I'm going to, you know, post it on Facebook before and after the event. I'll send an email out to my list and I'll mention it on my next podcast or something like that. You know, that way you're telling people how you're going to be helping them. Let's see. There's something we were talking about right there. Oh, the download. Yeah. So I was talking about emails. Do you have, have you been sending emails? I started an email list. Yes. And yes, I'm starting to send emails. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Because email really is like a lot of people say I want more Facebook ads, Facebook ads. And I, I would usually say, but you should really do emails (laughs) because like Facebook, a lot of people just ignore Facebook best at this point for like ads and advertising. And I really think that emailing is a better way to go, especially with announcing stuff. Definitely still use Facebook because that's definitely media that's there and it's free. So there's no reason not to. So when you get into coaching, you're going to have better luck right now sending an email to everybody. Go, Hey, I know everybody's been living with audacity, but I just started coaching, you know, something like that. And you're going to have a better result from your email list than you will from your Facebook when you get to that point. Okay. So that's why you want to start building that email list right now. So Everyone you talk to, just tell them, hey, I have a podcast about living with audacity. I'd love to keep you updated on when the next episode goes out. Can I get your email to make sure you're notified? You know, and nine out of 10, they're going to go, yeah, I'd love to know, you know, and that's how you just build it. So you keep it real casual as like, hey, I want to give you something. And then with the download, it's in the reverse where they get something right there. So they give you your email. So, yeah. Okay. So I really need to create that freebie. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually had written down how to live with audacity as <laughs> the guide. So awesome. 
I think I'm going to do a video about that yeah. and just that way they can watch it or listen to it in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And since I'm already a podcast, then I think it is probably a little more in line with what I'm already doing. Yeah. So I think I'll do that. And then also I have a Facebook group, mm-hmm. but my dumb self doesn't ever post the episodes in there. I only post all my personal, which is really dumb. Mm-hmm. And I just, because a lot of, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of the people that are in my group are mm-hmm. my friends on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But that's like, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I thinking? I should be yeah. posting in there, right? Yeah, definitely should be. Um, I think I think the biggest problem a lot of us have, and I have it myself as well sometimes, is you have a bigger following on your, your friends list. So right. you're like, I want to get it to as many faces as possible. So totally agree with that. Um, still keep posting on your thing. Then also be posting in the group. But what I would also do to make people want to join the group and really have that interaction there is when you post it on your page, say, join the group to get exclusive content from this week's episode. And maybe each week you have one little, you know, a three or four minute like segment or snippet that came out of the video that you didn't publish there that you only publish in the group so create that kind of exclusivity inside the group which is why people are there you know yeah that's a like maybe yeah like when you're on the podcast maybe at the end of it like do one specific thing where like hey i want to create a question that you always ask that you only put out on the in the group i love that yeah i got it yeah (laughs) you are good at this girl well thank you (laughs) I'm so glad you're giving me all these like tangible tips because, you know, you can download all the content and freebies and all that stuff. And it's like, but what do I do? So (laughs) this is so powerful and I'm so glad. I'm just so blessed. I got to do this with you. Oh, I'm I'm so glad you came on here with me because this is what I love. I just like I, I was telling somebody I had a personal trainer and our training sessions turned into me just like giving him advice the whole time <laughs> because he was growing That's a hilarious. business. And so finally I was like, okay, I love you, but we cannot work together anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm paying so you to funny. help you. <laughs> so, right? That's it's crazy. That's just what I love to do. Like I, yeah. like, and then when my husband gets involved too, then it's like on steroids because he's like, oh yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm just like, <laughs> so, you know what? You mentioned this earlier, like, I can tell everyone to show up in stories, but I'm not doing it myself. I feel like even with marketing, I'm so much better about, uh, not that I know a ton, but I'm so much better about having ideas and giving other people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some guidance on stuff like that. But when it comes to me, it's like, I don't know what to do. So (laughs) you are such a blessing and I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Well, I'm so excited to to see how it all grows for you. And that's why like, I love being friends with everybody on Facebook after we talk so I can like see what they implement. And like in a year, I'll yell at you if you don't implement anything. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wait a year, please. (laughs) Please don't wait a year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, where is the book? Where is the your Yeah, what's going on? Where's your stories? So uh, the last thing I'm going to recommend, and this one is a really big later on, not today, maybe even five-year goal kind of thing. Okay. Is you want to speak, you want to have these events. And the one thing I absolutely love the idea of is a virtual summit. So, you know, because you want to, like you said, you want to monetize it. And you don't want to make people pay for your podcast because 
that's your your value that you're giving out to everybody. But then later on, so after you've ran the podcast for a year or two and you have this really strong following, you could even do like a virtual summit where you bring in some of the most popular episode guests and then you create a lesson out of it, you know, where you yeah. talk to them and interview them on like, hey, what can this person do? Or what can we do to help other people live with audacity, you know? And one thing I've seen that I really thought was cool is you actually make the summit free to attend, but you pay for the replays. I was like, that's really neat oh, way to do it. So you still get people there and you get people to sign up though. They have to sign up to get for free. And but on the reverse, you could definitely sell it for even a smaller chunk of change just to get people there. And right. like, and then they get the replays for free. And I think that's a really cool way to help monetize it later on. And again, like I said, this is like a real long day. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it though. Um, but it's definitely something to think about as you're growing as a speaker and you're growing the podcast and you get books written. And I think that's something to kind of bridge them all together to have that community right there with you. Um, yeah. And then eventually you could have turned into a real summit or a real conference. Um, but I think it's cool. To that would be so cool. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> to live with Audacity Summit. So yeah, that would be so neat. Thank you for joining us on Midnight Marketing. To find out what questions each entrepreneur had, join the Not Bananas Marketing Facebook group. You can also connect with other entrepreneurs and marketers to get your questions answered. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to be my next guest, email me today at hannah at Now get some sleep.